The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLHU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. You can also stream the radio broadcast on the website at radiolex.us. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. It is September the 22nd, 2022, 401 to be exact. Amber, it is the first day of fall. I know you got to be excited about that. That's your favorite month. Oh, I'm here to shine. It is a... All season long. It is the best season of the year. Oh my gosh, it already feels so much better outside. But do you agree with me that early fall, yeah. the beginning of fall, is better than the rest of fall. Well, now look, I mean, I think each stage of fall kind of has its own little quirks and Because when, about it, it. when it gets to Thanksgiving and Christmas, yeah. it's still, well, right up to December 21st, it's yeah. still fall. That's yeah. cold. Well, I mean, you got to have a little cold with a little warm. It's okay. But it is a good season. Oh, the best. I love it. And, Amber, I wonder sometimes why we call it fall, but other people call it autumn. Yeah. Do you ever wonder that? Well, no, but I guess you're going to tell me that. Well, it's because the British use the word autumn instead of fall. That's where we get that from. People from Britain, they call it autumn. Yeah. So that's why it we... Sounds nicer. It, yeah. So that's why we call it fall. (laughs) Where are you falling to? Yeah. That's what I always want to ask. But Amber, just in off-the-cuff fashion, would you like to hear some fun fall facts? Oh my gosh. Facts about my favorite season? Absolutely. Fall is caused by the Earth's tilt, not our distance from the sun. Oh. So when the northern hemisphere tilts towards the sun, we get warmer. When it tilts away, we get colder. Well. So fall and spring are the times of transition. Yeah. So it's all about the tilt of the earth. That's why it's <laughs> that's why it feels so good right now. It's on a good tilt. Well, tilted a little more to the left, give me a little more fall. Weight gain around this time of year may not be from all the food because researchers have found that the lack of vitamin D reduces fat breakdown and triggers fat storage. You know that vitamin D is where that's sunshine, right? (laughs) So the lack of sunlight has more to do with the extra gain than all that pumpkin spice latte that people be drinking. Really? Mm -hmm. Pumpkin spice, speaking of, has nothing to do with pumpkins. Yeah. Yes, it says here that pumpkin spice is actually the spice mix used for pumpkin pies. Yeah, used in the actual pie. Are you a fan of the pumpkin spice? Uh, No, I can't say that I am. I actually am. I figured. 
I actually am. I didn't think I would be, and I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Uh-huh. I can see why people are, people get hype over it. Well, you like what? The cinnamon dolce lattes, like normally? Yes. They have that kick to it, and I don't know. Maybe it's where I'm just now drinking coffee. I just can't get into the little kick of the cinnamon and all that stuff. Fall colors are caused by the amount of sugar in the leaves. Hey. The more red in the leaf, the more sugar the leaf is storing. That is why maple trees are so vibrant. Evergreens don't change because their leaves have a thick wax covering that protects their green in oh, the leaves. That's cool. It's amazing to think that leaves have sugar. Uh-huh. You Well, I guess, you know, it makes sense. Maple, maple syrup. So if you chew on those leaves, you might have to get your leg cut off eventually. (laughs) Too much sugar. Fall, they say, is for lovers. More people go from single to in a relationship or even engaged in fall more than any other season. That may be because both men and women experience a higher level of testosterone in the colder months. We don't have a great answer as to why that is, but more babies are conceived in cold months than any other time of the year. I can understand why that is. I can totally see why. people are cooped up in their house Uh because there's nothing to do outside because of snowy roads and ice outside, there's nothing else to do other than make babies. But that's, that is interesting how it seems that everybody wants to get into a relationship around the fall time. Oh, I can agree with that. I feel like every relationship I've ever started, even with my husband, was in like August, September. Yeah. Ancient people wore Halloween costumes to hide from ghosts. Okay. Birds spend most of the fall migrating. I can agree with that. They're not eating my food no more. And that means snakes go away in the fall. No, I seen one yesterday. Well, yesterday. Yesterday was summer. Well, Today is fall, so you won't see that snake no I'll more. see him again tomorrow, no, I'm that, sure. That snake is gone. No snakes in the fall. Now, if it does warm, if it keeps warm temperatures out, snakes yeah. can still be around. But they realize with this cool temperature coming, they start to go down into their pits or wherever they go. Well, now look, I'll tell you, this is the resurgence where you'll see them come back. Because, you know, we'll always have a few really, really warm days in the fall. I think I've probably seen four or five in October. But Amber, where, when snakes go mm-hmm. into these, they call it a snake pit, right? Yeah, when or they, a den. A snake den, yes, yeah. when they go to hibernate. Yeah. Where are these dens? Can they be anywhere? Yes. Can they be in people's backyards? Yes. I would die. Well, you know that I probably have one in, I, in my backyard. That is crazy to think. I YouTube one time snake yeah. dens. Why did you do that? Because I don't know. And <laughs> I ended up finding uh, somebody found a snake den, yeah. and it was just kind of a, um, what do you call those whales, drains? In the uh, the drainage ditch or yes. something? And that's where they were all hiding. If there wasn't 100, 200 snakes in there, yeah. there wasn't one. That's called nightmares. Yes. And they were all just laying on top of each other, sleeping. Yes, yeah, slithering. And yes. Ooh. And he was trying to wake them up. Uh-huh. But he found 200 snakes down in a pit just sleeping on top of each other. Oh. Imagine falling in that. No, no, thank you. Absolutely Because not. you increase your chances of falling into something like that in the fall months, yes. winter months, because snakes are all migrated together in dens. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to make me all scared. I ain't even going to be able to walk outside no more. Fall tourism, a.k.a. leaf peeping, brings in money, big money, for New England states. It says it brings in around $3 billion. I don't even know what that is. Children born in the fall are statistically better students and live longer. Hi. Yes. How about that? 
Well, I, I, I guess that explains why I was born in the summer. I was born in the winter. <laughs> so what does that say about me? In the cold heart of winter. But we do have a big show, ladies and gentlemen, today for the first day of fall. We got Brandon Avriar on the show. He is from the Lexington Business Show. He is a great uh, guy. I've been on his show before. And he's going to come on and he's going to talk about his show. And he's going to talk about uh, really just a little bit about himself as well. And it's going to be a good time. I had to pre-record this interview yesterday with Brandon, but we're going to play it, Amber, uh, around the 4.30 mark of the show. Okay. Yeah, so it's really exciting, and I hope everybody uh, enjoys that and sticks around for that. So it will be around the 4.30 mark of the show, and it's going to be exciting. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words. everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Amber, you might have just heard the most recognizable theme song of a soap opera that ever existed. That was the Young and the Restless, who, if you are... I don't care who you are. If you're alive. If you're alive, you've heard this tone before, this theme before, if you had a grandma, if you had a great-grandma, if you had a mommy, (laughs) you probably have watched soap operas before, and this may be one of the most iconic soap opera themes out there, The Young and the Restless. Let's take a listen. There's something about soap opera theme music that's special. Absolutely. There's so much nostalgia with it. It reminds you of simpler times. It reminds you when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. It reminds you of when the world seemed like there was no other problems in it other than what you were going through at school. Exactly. So when you hear music like this, and everybody listening at home right now that hears it, has a memory attached to it, and nine times out of ten, it's a good memory. Now, when you were younger and you heard this music, you're like, oh, my God. Here we go again. Here we go again. And maybe you were even thinking, okay. Can we turn it to my other show? Now it's time for me to go take a nap. Yeah. (laughs) But it made me start thinking, Amber, of some of the best American soap opera themes throughout time. Yes. So, we've done several things like this on the show before. We've talked about TV show themes, movie themes, movie songs, movie scores, but we've never really talked about soap opera themes. Mm-hmm. And Which I, is weird. I would for like us. to talk to the audience about some of the best American soap opera themes throughout time, and we'll start with this one The Young and the Restless. It's called Nadia's Song. The Young and the Restless has been on since 1973 and it is currently in production 
It's got over 12,310 episodes. The show is still on CBS. Nadia's song. This theme has been the Young and the Restless theme since its beginning. They changed it one time. And there was so much complaining because of the change of this iconic theme that they changed it back. When did they change it? They changed it to this. Which isn't bad. No. And they kept it for about four or five years. Yeah. But they quickly went back to the original due to popular demand. And why wouldn't you? Exactly. Moving on down the list of some of the greatest soap opera theme songs throughout time, we've got to have this one on there. This was from another world. Now, this show came on at 2 o'clock during the day. It came on right after Days of Our Lives. So my mom was a big fan of Days of Our Lives. So I always saw the intro to this song because it was right after days. And I remember thinking, this is a really cool song for a soap opera. I mean, they had a cool video with it. Yeah. And it wasn't your typical soap opera sound. Okay. Why do I not remember this? I really don't know. I felt like... I really you don't remember Another World? I remember the show, don't get me wrong. I just do not remember this one. Another World was on television from 1964 to 1999. It was canceled due to low ratings. They've had over 8,891 episodes, 35 seasons. So it ended in 99. 99 really started to be the beginning yeah. of the downfall of soap operas yeah. here in America. All right, moving down the list on some of the greatest soap opera themes throughout time, we have to put this one on there. Like sand through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Days of our lives. You would be hard-pressed to find a person who could not name that tune if they heard it. Days of Our Lives has been on TV since 1965 and is currently in production. Here recently, they just went off NBC onto the Peacock. Did you know that? I did. They're exclusively streaming now. Sad to That's know that so you... so weird. To know that you cannot turn on the TV and watch Days of Our Lives on NBC anymore. No, you have to stream. Almost over 50 years on television. 56, as a matter of fact. And they finally took it off and put it on a streaming service. So does that mean, Amber, that we are more than likely looking at other soap operas that are on TV, which are only two or three, Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, and General Hospital? Mm Mm-hmm. Bold and the Beautiful, I think that's still on, right? Is it? 
I know Days of Our Lives. I think Bold and the Beautiful still is on. But the three or four that still exist on TV, does that mean that they're going to end up on a streaming platform? I mean, I think the signs all point to yes. Did you ever watch Days of Our Lives? Oh, absolutely. What was your favorite storyline? Oh, my goodness. Favorite storyline? Let's see. I really like Sammy. So I really <laughs> like when she was pulling all the shenanigans with Austin and, you know, when tricking she was, him. When she was trying to get him to fall in love with her. Exactly. And she would do scandalous things. Well, because she was going up against her sister, Carrie. Who was hot. Who was hotter. <laughs> but she was just meaner. I always enjoyed the John and Marlena storylines. I always enjoyed when Stefano would get in there and mess things up. I enjoyed the Hope storylines. I always thought Hope played by Kristen Alfonso was hot now back in which, the day. Which Hope do you like better? The original, the only well, Hope. No, I'm talking storylines, storylines, sorry. Avalanche or locked in the, what was it, uh, uh, was she the one locked in like the tower room? No, that was Marlena. Was it Marlena? So, Hope, I think my favorite Hope storyline would be her trying to f- convince Bo mm-hmm. that she was really Hope because Stefano brainwashed her into thinking she was Princess Gina. Princess Gina, I do remember her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and some of these characters are still on the show and look the exact same. I, they do not age. No. Maybe there's something about being on soap operas because I feel like that's a commonality. Between a lot of them. Like Roman. Have you seen Roman from Days of Our Lives yeah, lately? He looks the same as he did in 02. Yeah, it looks like the same he did in 92. <laughs> 82. <laughs> All right, and this is another soap opera theme song that will make the list. And I love this song because it really changed the music of soap opera themes and made it a lot more modern. And it wasn't something that you were used to, to hearing. This is Passions that took over the time slot for Another World on NBC at 2 o'clock. Passions started in the late 90s and ended up only lasting about four or five, six seasons. I like Passions. Did you like it? Oh, you already know. I'm watching it to this day. Would you consider that your favorite? No, not my absolute favorite. But I would say it is the one I like watching the best. I think it's got more storylines that we could kind of get down with. You know, because we were kids watching adult things on those. This was the first one that was kind of catered to us. And one of the things that I liked the most about it was the theme music. Yes. So you might have not have heard of this soap opera before, but I was a big fan of this soap opera when I was a child because my mom watched it. This is Sunset Beach, produced by Aaron Spelling, the same producer of 90210. He had a daytime soap opera that aired for about four or five years. The only problem as to why this 
themes that this soap opera didn't exist is because it came out right at the downfall of soap operas. Yeah. If it would have came out in the 50s and 60s, it would have lasted just like the rest of them for 30, 40 years. Yeah. But they were starting to create soap operas when they when nobody was really watching them anymore. Well, you know, everybody was phasing out of them into nighttime talk, or not nighttime talk, but nighttime shows. I remember this soap opera really covering some interesting storylines that they had kind of a murder yeah. storyline on there where somebody was going around killing the cast and they were killing main characters oh of the my show. Word. And the killer was dressed in a mask kind of like Ghostface from Scream. Oh. And I think that's what got me into it. Yeah. Starting off, they had storylines where people were getting buried alive. Oh. Which they did that on Days of Our Lives. They too. did. Was that Hope? <laughs> no, that was... I believe that was Bo's first... It was Bo's wife. Because Bo used to be married to somebody besides Hope. And B- Billy? Nope. It was somebody else. Bo was married three times? Yes. Oh, my word. And Vivian yeah. buried his wife alive. You yeah. have to YouTube it. It's freaky. Still to this day, it's freaky. <laughs> but I love Sunset Beach's theme. It's great. Yes, and you knew it was going to be a good show. <laughs> All right, we got one more to play for you, and you have to put this one on the list, or you can't do a list. General Hospital is the longest-running soap opera still in production on American television, with 15,081 episodes at first aired on April the 1st, 1963, and is still on to this date. This is the longest-running soap opera still currently on TV. Now, the longest soap opera of all time, the one that lasted the longest, was Guiding Light. Yeah. But this one, General Hospital, is the longest that still been in production. Days of Our Lives is second. Yeah. But this one's first. General Hospital. Did you ever watch it or know anybody who did? Oh, my granny Vera. She would corner the television from about one to about four. And you gotta think, this was before Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. This was before the big nighttime medical dramas. And I think that the nighttime medical dramas might have hurt General Hospital because it was a little too much medical TV. Exactly. ER, yes, was out in the 90s, but nothing like it is today with every other channel having a Uh, a, a a show that involves a hospital. But I hope, ladies and gentlemen, that you were brought back to some nostalgia memories listening to these soap opera themes. So many that we didn't put on the list. Guiding Light, All My Children, one life to live. One life to live. So many iconic soap operas. But those are the ones that stand out the most. What's your favorite? 
I'm going to have to go with my favorite being Days of Our Lives because the memories that are attached to it. I understand that. That was my mom's number one soap opera. Yeah. So that was always on in the house. Yeah. My mom watched Passions. My mom watched Sunset Beach. But her favorite one was Days. And because of me watching that with her, I got mm-hmm. attached to the show, too. I found myself <laughs> watching the show even when my mom wasn't even around. <laughs> I said, this ain't good. You know, it was one of those things you didn't tell people you did. Well, I mean, I was allowed to. I was allowed to. Well, you, you were, know, I don't think it was normal for a 12, 13-year-old boy to be watching Days of Our Lives. And just education. That's all it was. You were just doing education. However, I will beg, I will say this. I will say that in our era, there were more guys that watched it than ever before. Oh, absolutely. Because Granny and Mommy watched it, and... People that did would never admit it. And it was good. And it was good stuff. It was good TV. Go back and listen and, and go back and watch some of the YouTube videos from Old Soul Papras. Well, what's one that you would suggest people go look up? How about Marlena being possessed by the <laughs> devil? That's a good one. <laughs> That's a great one. That's a good one. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is the best American soap opera themes throughout time, and I hope you enjoyed. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to have Brandon Arve on the show. He is the host of the Lexington Business Show, and we're going to talk to him right after these words, so stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. And I am going to take you to the interview that I did with Brendan Arve, who is the host of the Lexington Business Show and is also the owner of his own production company. We talked about a lot, Amber. Hey. We talked about a whole bunch, and I'm excited for the audience to be able to hear it. I told you guys before, I've been on his show before. I went on the Lexington Business Show. I sat down with him. Great interview, he, by the way. He gave me a great interview, and I was happy to be able to to return the favor and have him on my platform and talk to Brandon. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's go ahead and take you to the pre-recorded interview that I did with Brandon Arve yesterday in the studio. Take a listen. You do have an amazing oh show. It's called the Lexington Business Show, which I've been on. Yeah. And I went on earlier this year, and I was really impressed by your questioning, the way you do interviews. So you're probably not used to really being on this side of the interview process where you're the one getting interviewed. Yeah. You know, I've done plenty of podcasting as a guest and a host. Um, but, you know, to your point, before we got on air, we were just talking about, you know, the difference between podcasting and radio and just how, how much faster it tends to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in this situation... No, I haven't been on the radio a ton, so it's been, yeah, it'll be interesting just kind of feel it out. I'll let you know at the very end how I feel about it. Well, when you <laughs> when you are doing your interviews for mm-hmm. the Lexington Business Shows and you're searching for people to interview, who are the types of people that you like to go out and look for to be on that show? Yeah, so 
anybody that's a mover and shaker in Lexington, uh, not even just in Lexington, we've started to expand. If you happen to look at the, uh, the sheet, it's basically we've had Ken Coleman from the Dave Ramsey show. He's America's career yes, expert. Yes, his co-host. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So talk to him a number of months ago now. Um, Rich Redman, who's the drummer for Jason Aldean, mm-hmm. um, he's got like 32 number one hits now on the radio, which is cool. Um, let's see, Eddie Russell, I mean, I guess technically he's here in central Kentucky, he's master distiller at Wild Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had a number of big name people that are not located necessarily here in Lexington. Um, but you know, if you happen to be in Lexington, would love to talk to uh, you know anybody again that's doing something interesting in business or entrepreneurship or has a very interesting story. Um, the reason for, by the way, for expanding a little outside of Lexington is we're a big enough city where we have plenty to offer. We have tons of things to do. We're also small enough where it seems like different verticals, different industries, kind of have a, a personality of themselves in a little bit of a bubble. And I like the idea of maybe bringing in and injecting some new thoughts from outside people, new influences, new things to maybe think and consider. So that's that's kind of the role of bringing those outside people. Yes. So you do want to bring somebody on that's interesting. You don't want to bring yeah. on people that are boring or have nothing going on. So what what are some of the things that catch your eye? Is it is it music? Is it movies that people do? Is it just kind of the way they market things? Is it what what are you looking for when you're yeah. looking for a good guest? I think it depends on on the context. Sometimes I think the business that they're running is really fascinating uh, for whatever that reason happens to be. Sometimes I think it's the individual might have a brand name or just might be doing something that's kind of cool and and different uh, or something that can be, it just stands out and maybe inspire other people. Uh, You know, with your time on the podcast, like I really enjoy hearing the stories behind the people and not really talking about the business so much. Um, there's plenty of podcasts out there that are business oriented, that are straight up like how to's, you know, you come in and like, how do you hire better? Well, here's 10 ways to do that. Well, we could do that, but I feel like the personalities and the stories for the people in the room are the things that can do the most for us a lot of times, because the how to's don't matter if we're not inspired. The how to's don't matter if we don't, if we don't feel confident in ourselves. How do we get confidence? A lot of times it's we need to see ourselves in in other people that have been successful and are successful. We need to see that to be successful, you don't have to have some magic pixie dust put on you. (laughs) And that's the only way to do it. But that being successful means stumbling and failing, feeling anxiety around choices, making wrong choices and having to learn from them and hearing those stories from people that have been successful like a Rich Redman or uh, Ken Coleman or my buddy uh, Marquise Bias. He's like the principal dresser for SNL and putting clothes on the cast members and, and whatever. And so hearing how in the world do you go from just being a small town kid to being at the very top of your game? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that journey look like in the middle? That's what I want to hear about. Oh, that and that's fascinating, too. I love a good journeyman story. Somebody who has a whole journey attached to their career because when you when you hear about these young artists making it big it's fascinating in itself but i think what's even more interesting is hearing somebody who has been at 
it for a long, long time, and they don't get their success until later in life. I was listening to a Howard Stern interview the other day with John Hamm, mm-hmm. the actor from Mad Men. If you remember that show, it was like dominating for years at the Emmys, the Golden Globes, the Golden Globes. It was the show to watch. Right. But John Hamm never had a role that stood out to anybody before that. Brian Cranston with Breaking Bad never really got famous until he got to be like 50 years old. Mm-hmm. So I, just the people that don't get success until that last until their 40s or 50s, that's a journey that yeah. they have to tell and they they've been on so i think i i feel you i get you on that yeah well and you know i brought up some bigger names but of course there's been predominantly more local people that have been guests yes and i think it's also important to be able to be inspired and see yourself um in some of the other people that are around you that are literally maybe even competitors to what you do uh-huh. and just kind of hear those stories about what it's like to be a mom and have to battle you know doing mom duty and also being an entrepreneur. Um, All of those kind of things, I think, you know, it's a Lexington business show. It's still about business, but it's more about the people behind the business because I think that's what ultimately the people, obviously, drive what happens with the business. Yeah, because and when you had me on, I was wondering, what in the world is he wanting to have me on for? (laughs) What do I have to offer? And I I, I am curious, what is it about me that made you say, okay, I want to know what Adam Banks has to say on on this show? Well, you have a platform that most people will never have, which is a a radio program, right? Right, right. Which is also a podcast. Yes. And a lot of people... A lot of people try podcasts, they get to like episode number three and they quit. Yes. So you have a platform that a lot of other people maybe aspire to have or um, they put on a, they put the platform on a platform or on a pedestal. <laughs> yes. Um, like we know what radio is because we turn it on in the car, but we don't know fundamentally what does this look like to sit in a studio and, right. and make this whole thing churn and run. So I think it's interesting to bring a face and a name and... I mean, obviously, you're on the radio, so we can hear your voice and that kind of thing. But it's always different when you take people out of their element and you put them on, on camera. And now I can see the person and I can understand, like, I don't know. I've always liked the radio. I never really thought too hard about, like, what does it mean to be on the radio? But oh, I'm going to listen to this and maybe learn. Right. You know what I mean? So when you do bring these yeah. interesting people on, mm-hmm. they're obviously in your studio for a reason. They, You have found them interesting. You found them fascinating. Yep. But sometimes they, you meet them, they don't always deliver on the show. Mm-hmm. They, they might not even be a good guest. So to you, Brandon, what makes a good podcast guest? I think a good guest is, A, somebody that has listened to a podcast, and specifically maybe even the podcasts they're about to be on, so that they understand the format, the flow, the are there going to be questions, like in a more sterile kind of situation, or is this more conversational? Uh, so understanding the file, the style and format of the show, um, you know, knowing a little bit about the host, I think is useful for them as mm-hmm. a guest, uh, because, you know, I know how to reply to you because I know what you need for your audience on like right now, mm-hmm. very meta, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So the same thing for them. It's like sometimes people come on, and they think podcast equals radio, radio equals advertising, advertising equals I'm just going to sell my product or service, and just that's what we're going to talk about. And they're caught off guard for some reason. <laughs> I send like we have a an email or two that go out that pretty explicitly say like what it's about, and it's conversational, not going to be teed up 
preliminary questions, anything of that nature. Here's a link if you want to listen to other ones to get an idea. Try to make it as frictionless as possible to know what's going on. It's right. still people, you know, I totally get it. They probably lose the email or whatever, don't yeah. care. Um, but yeah, they'll show up and they think it's something that it, that it isn't. So I always think that it makes sense to walk in. And that's just me as a guest, like even right now, having a little bit of context is useful and helpful. So it makes it better for you. It makes it better for me. So you listen to Off the Cuff coming in on the way to the studio? Not on the way. <laughs> Not on the way. Have you ever had somebody come into the studio that you were really excited to talk about and they ended up not being as interesting as what you thought they were? Or maybe they just put on a bad interview. You know, usually something would come to mind really fast because it was probably something that really stood out. But I don't think anybody has really stood out as like unbelievably uh, dry and droll, or they don't know what they're talking. Uh, like, no, I don't think anybody really stands out. I've noticed too that when you bring guests on your show, you try to diversify the way you interview. One of the ways that you will interview a guest might be sitting down on a couch across from them doing mm -hmm. an interview. But another way, and I think it's very unique, is you do this thing with your guests called spin the block or spinning around the block or something <laughs> like that, where you get on this little movable, transferable, transportable bar <laughs> and you pedal your way around Lexington with the guests. I'm enjoying your description. <laughs> I, I don't know the exact name of it, but yes, describe this to the audience what, what I'm talking about. Okay. So we had had a partnership with uh, Big Blue Peddler. Okay. Big Blue Peddler is basically a party bike like you've seen going through downtown. Seats 14 people. I think there's like a bench seat in the back for two and then there's like 12 spots for people to, to sit down. It's BYOB and you pedal and you go through go through town. There's a driver, of course. Yes. Um, and so people will use that to go to games. They'll use it for a bachelorette party, bachelor party. Uh, I think there was even a 13-year-old birthday party on there once, you know. Um, and so, they, yeah, it, that's what it is. It's about a group coming together to celebrate and have a good time, celebrate Lexington, be able to go through town and, and that sort of thing. So we, Stephen Brown, who's the owner of Big Blue Peddler, approached me because he was a guest in March of 2020, I believe. Um, and so we recorded in March, and I think just a few months later, he reached back out, and he was like, hey, I have this idea. Like, what if you actually record some episodes on the bike? I was like, man, that sounds interesting. That sounds cool. Uh, and that really aligned well, because I'm always trying to figure out, like, there are rules to certain to games, to the podcast game. There are certain things you got to do or look like or whatever that are just sort of standardized. Nobody really says them. But... These things take off and take on a life of their own. Um, and so we've come to know an SM7B to be like the standard microphone. That's what we're using right now. Why? Because somebody like Joe Rogan uses it, and everybody looks at Joe's podcast and goes, that's what I need to buy. And yeah. so everybody has that. That's what you assume you got to have. So I try to play within those rules of like what is standard, what what should it be, and then what can I do that that's different, that would just be interesting and unique. Yeah. Not for the sake of standing out, just for the sake of standing out, but that would just be fun, like genuinely interesting to me. And so when Stephen approached about the idea of actually recording on Big Blue Peddler, I was like, yeah, that, that's genius. And so, I'm sure you always get looks around town when you're on that thing. Oh, yeah. People are like, 
Well, first of all, if we're recording at like nine in the morning, people are like, "What are you doing, drinking at nine a.m.? <laughs> are you are you all drinking at no. nine a.m.? Okay. <laughs> Coffee, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but like the cool thing, uh, you know, yeah, we're sitting on there. It might be Marcus McWilson as our driver. He's a former mm. uh, safety for right. <laughs> for UK football. Right. Um, great dude. He was on the podcast a few weeks ago with uh, Smith Learning Services because he was part of that. Does he work for Big Blue Peddler now? Uh, he's done some work for them in the past. I, I don't know, like uh, if he's still with them or not. Okay. I don't know. How, I don't know the total connection there. Okay, but yeah. So anyway, like literally, Marcus would drive usually, um, and we just go through <laughs> town, and we have boom arms just like this with the microphone on yeah. it, and we're just recording. Got a couple GoPros up. There's one on the guest, one on me. Uh, sometimes I'll have a cameraman, producer alongside. Like we had John Winters, who's the uh, the founder of Prohibition, that's done all the uh, the murals, like the Abe Lincoln, yes, the Distillery District, like the big crazy you got thing to on the side. There's the a man behind the the oh, painting yeah. there. That's yeah. cool. He's been on twice, I think. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's really cool. He was one of the first guests, and then we revisited about a year ago or more now. Not only are, is Brandon a producer or a podcast host, but Brandon's also a producer, folks. So you do have your own production company as well? Yeah, Brandon78. We uh, we do everything from video uh, production, like corporate, you know, internal kind of videos, all the way to social media content, podcast productions, things of that nature. Yeah. Well, I've got a production for you to start working on. Okay. I have been looking for a production Let's company to produce my reality show that okay. I need produced and the reality show is about me <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> and it is about my my journey as we were talking about uh-huh. earlier in this interview to uh, making it to uh, satellite radio and I need somebody to produce that show well, for let's me go. so let's do it well, let's so go. episode one is already <laughs> filmed over there but yeah, I, <laughs> I think that's really cool that you do have a production company so can people reach out to you with ideas and you if you like it you'll latch onto it or do you come up with the ideas and approach people no it's generally those? helping support other people's ideas that they have cash daniel he's former linebacker for uk right todd lancer former guard at uk uh, they had individual podcasts and things that we were helping to uh, produce and they decided that they were going to come together and do a show together. And so Fully Unscripted is a new podcast. It's actually, we recorded, I think, episode number two yesterday. Yeah. Um, which the Kevin Richardson, Cash and Kevin know each other because Kevin's a massive UK football fan. Okay. Knew Cash because he was a player. Right. They always kept up with each other. And, and Kevin just reached out to him some time ago. He was like, hey, we're coming to Rupp to perform. Are you going to be around? Like, let's hang. And they basically put it together where... We were down at Syncast, and like I think it was only supposed to be like twenty minutes, and um, he gave us like two hours. They were just sitting there talking for two straight hours about. He gave the most in-depth uh, answer to how the Backstreet Boys formed that you'll find anywhere. Right. He was like, "I've never given out half this information ever." Wow. Some of this information I've said in sprinklings of different interviews, but I've never had the time to actually go into complete detail about this stuff. So. That interview is coming out uh, Friday of this week. Yeah, that sounds fully unscripted yeah. with Cash Daniel and Todd Lanter. So definitely check that out if you're into boy bands. So <laughs> I, I'm, I, I know guess, I'm like pushing their thing too, but <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm guessing that Cash was a Backstreet Boys fan growing up. <laughs> 
I think everybody was a Backstreet Boys fan. I was more even instinct. if you weren't. You know? I was more instinct. <laughs> I, like yeah, yeah. Tell everybody where they can listen to your show, how they can find it, and tell everybody also how they can follow you on social media. Sure. So if you want to find Lexington Business Show, you can go to basically any platform. Type in Lexington Business Show as a single word. Twitter is a platform I've not spent a ton of time with on that particular account. So <laughs> you'll find that at Lex Business Show. Um, yeah, too many platforms and too many clients to service. I don't, I, I yeah. Absolutely. I've got to make even more of my own stuff. But yeah, so and if you want to find me on Instagram, it's uh, B.ARVAY. Uh, Brandon Arvey on most other platforms as well, whether it's Twitter, LinkedIn, I think is Brandon M. Arvey. You can find me there. I've got the same profile picture on everything. So if you find me on one, and you're not sure about the other, look for the picture. It's either me or it's not. <laughs> well, it's better than what I used to do. I used to have a different handle for every social media that I had. Yeah. So I finally broke down and just made one. So it makes it frictionless, you know? Like It does. It's a little bit more security in knowing, is this the, the right person? Yeah, you know. It is. It, know. Right. Well, I want to thank you so much, Brandon, for taking the time to come on and do my show. Yeah, man. Got to do your show. You got to do my show. I hope you come back. Yeah. I, I'm sure you've got cool things coming up soon that you'll want to come back and talk about. And again, you can listen to the Lexington Business Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or pretty much every major podcasting Mm -hmm. platform. Uh, Check out uh, his uh, visuals as well on Facebook, Instagram. Are you on the tube as well? YouTube? No. No? That's, that's a whole work. monster. Oh, I know. Like we get on there. You know what's really funny, though, yeah. is like we've built Lexington Business Show as a YouTube-first concept. Yeah. But YouTube lasts as far as posting, just because there's, like, it, production, the time behind production and everything is just crazy. I'd rather, I'm spending my time, if I have to make a choice, I'm putting it on the micro, the smaller content, on things like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok, things like that, and not spending the time on the long forms at the moment, which is really funny. Well, it is. It's built that way and not operated that way. (laughs) Ironic. Ironic, as Elena says. (laughs) But, ladies and gentlemen, that is Brandon Arvey with the Lexington Business Show and Branded 78. Thank you, Brandon, so much for being here. Really appreciate the time. Thanks. everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. You just heard an interview with Brandon Arvey, the host of the Lexington Business Show. His podcast can be heard on all major podcasting platforms, but I enjoyed uh, the interview with Brandon and you can listen to that interview again if you missed it on podcast when we post the show. On podcast. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take Off the Cuff's song of the week. So roll down them windows and enjoy a little Eminem with You Gonna Learn featuring Royce, the Five Nine, and White Goat. We'll be back after the song. I don't know where the time goes. 
on this show, but it sure does come and go. An hour has passed. It is 4.54 p.m., which means we, unfortunately, are out of time, Amber. Time to go. (laughs) Amber was so unprepared just now. She had to, I don't know what she's doing over there. Uh, Just leaning. I'm leaning. Leaning back. Yeah, lean back. Who said who sang that? Lean back. Fat Joe. Lean back. I knew you would know that. <laughs> <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps up today's episode of Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. If you like what you heard, you can listen to all of our previous episodes on podcast. We are on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever major podcasts can be downloaded. We're there. You can follow the co-host on social media at Ambu447. You can follow me, the host, on social media at The Adam Banks. You can follow the show on social media at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. Special thank you to Brandon Arve. Check out his show, The Lexington Business Show, on Apple, Spotify, or all major podcasting platforms. Off the Cuff will be back next Thursday, live with a brand new episode. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Ember Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We're going to hit the old dusty trail, and we'll catch you down the road. Oh,